welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity, the Leadership Edition, where we are asking different leaders about their perspectives on topics so that they could share with you and you can grow as a leader. Craig, who will be sharing his advice. Craig, why did you become a leader versus staying an individual contributor? To be honest, it was kind of the natural path, given that my background coming into cyber was one from human intelligence, from the military and, and contracting world. And my degree is in social psychology, which is the study of human behavior. And honestly, I don't have that technical background that so many of the people in the cyber community do. I also think that a major reason I became a leader is there's already a void leaders in the cybersecurity space. There's a lot of really smart technical people, but there has not been the emphasis on the leadership that we really need to see as we move forward in that space. And for me coming in without that technical background, but with the leadership, it became a natural fit to move into that void. And as those, those individuals looking to come into cybersecurity leadership, what would you say are the critical skills for them to have? Number one is influence also known as sales, because everything you do as a leader in cyber, especially right now, is sales. You have to sell the leadership team on the importance of security, on the fact that everybody is responsible for it. It's not just one team taking care of it for everybody. You have to be able to sell your team on what they're, the value that they're providing, maintain that morale, and that that team can go and reach the milestones and the goals and everything else that they are trying to reach as as part of that development process. Besides the sales slash influence side, it's really important to market, which again is another form of sales in a sense, but you have to be able to, to show the value of what you bring to people who aren't, who don't necessarily have that IT background. And right now, so much of the success around cyber is in the relationship area. Right now you have to be able to build relationships. It's not about forcing your way on anybody. If you're gonna be a leader in this space, you have to learn how to build those relationships accordingly so that you can get work done without having to force it. And ultimately you have to be able to dumb down and dumb down is maybe the wrong word because a lot of people don't even have the exposure to it, but you have to be able to speak about security in a way that people who aren't in that area, who don't understand it, who maybe aren't even IT literate can understand. With regards to your personal comfort level, how would you rate yourself on delegation from a scale of one to five? Or delegation, probably a four. Honestly, it was one of those areas that I struggled with coming into I think it's a challenge when you know you can do it to trust your team to do it. And they may not do it the way you did it. And learning that that's okay was for me a, a really big development opportunity that I struggled with. For a Along with delegation comes collaboration. How do you rate yourself on a scale of one through five? I think collaboration is one of my stronger areas. I understand the need for this to be a company-wide, a, a business-wide even approach. And without that collaboration, you either have, you either have allies or you have enemies by and large, and you have to build those allies to be successful. So I would say that's one of my stronger. And finally, when it comes to communication, how do you rate yourself on a scale of one to five? Maybe a three or a four. I try. It's tough a little bit being on the spectrum. This is one of my huge growth areas is, you know, being neurodiverse. There's a lot of things that it gives me. I'm an ability to learn things quickly and ability to focus, but from a communication side, I can be a little bit blunt sometimes. I can be a little bit direct, more so than people are comfortable with. And so I have to I have to work on that because the last thing that we need or we want in this space is to burn bridges. And earlier you, you mentioned influence. When it comes to influence, is it just the sales aspect of influence that's important? What other ways are there to influence? I think it's sales is a is kind of a catchy word for it, but 
ultimately influences can be a lot of different things. It can be leading by example. It can be building a, a cadre of support for what you are, for what you are trying to push out, right? Some, some companies are having a lot of success with security champion programs, for example, where you are putting people in each team on the business side, on the IT, who have a responsibility to work with the security team, to extend that presence, to have that single pane of glass that everybody across the company knows what the security team's priorities are, how the security team can help them and vice versa. So I think there's a lot of different ways to build influence, but ultimately influence is a process of getting the rest of the company to believe that you can help them or that what you provide is of value to the company. Okay. When it comes to networking, networking with people, not necessarily systems, how important of a skill is it and why? I think it's critical. I think honestly, it's a number one skill. I think a lot of these organizations that say you need to go get this cert or this degree to get a job are really misleading a lot of our next generation of cyber professionals. The reality is whether good or bad, whether right or wrong, is that most of the time it's who you, it's who you've connected with at some conference. You know, if, if I have an opening, it's, I'm thinking of people that I've seen active online or that I've met in person at these different conference types of events, but even within myself, right? I don't have your typical background. I don't have all the certs. I don't have the degrees in cybersecurity specifically. I don't even have a decade of experience in cyber. So if it wasn't for the fact that, that, you know, the, my network ultimately by and large is what has allowed me to transition to all of these awesome opportunities so quickly in this space, it's the people and the relationships you build and those that will remember you and follow you because they may go to a new job. They may go to a new company. And as long as you are creating value for these people that you're meeting with, sharing lessons learned, showing off what you've done, that's awesome. They're going to remember you for that next opportunity. And as you think of future cybersecurity leaders, what final advice would you give to them? I, th I think my two biggest pieces of it is one, it's called cybersecurity leadership. And that leadership part is often forgotten. So just as we all invest time in, in learning about the latest technology and the latest coding language or the latest malware, it's equally important for leaders to craft a, and work on their skill of leadership itself. And there isn't enough of that, frankly. So I think one of my big pieces of advice is if you want to be a cybersecurity leader, focus on leadership not just on the cybersecurity part. But I think the other big piece that's missing in that is the fundamentals. So many people, leadership and otherwise, want to chase the next shiny thing. But the reality is if you're always running from fire to fire, if you're always chasing the next shiny thing, you're never going to build the foundation you need to sustain a program a long time to, to build something that's going to last. And to create that, you know, the whole rock versus sand mentality, you know, the old analogy, if you build it on rock, it's going to last. If you build it on sand, it'll wash away. And if you're always chasing the latest shiny thing without having your, the boring stuff, crossing your T's, dotting your I's, the policies, the programs, the basic, then it's not going to be successful in the long run. And as a leader from the military, what analogies would you share for the civilian side that we could learn and help implement leadership on our side. That it's viewed as a separate skill. In the military, you are developed for your, this is what they call it, right? Your, your job. They send you to school for your job. And as you advance to the ranks, they send you to school for leadership. They're different schools, different focuses. And I think that's critical to remember. We have a, a bad habit in the IT world in general that somebody who is technically proficient is assumed to be a proficient leader without necessarily giving them that extra training. 
And I think that's a mistake. But I also think the flip side is also a challenge because I think a lot of people come out of the military assuming they can go straight into leadership because they have that military-esque leadership without realizing that there's a huge cultural gap between the military and a lot of these companies. And honestly, when I look at it, I ended up taking a step back moving from the government to the civilian world, to, you know, to the corporate world from a job role or a, a positional perspective. And I think that in hindsight, that was really important because I had a lot of learning to do on the difference between a government culture and a corporate one. So I think it works both ways. There's lessons to be learned on both sides. Well, Craig, thank you so much for sharing your advice. We truly appreciate it. And that's the end. Thanks.